Playing with Velvet Tom. And now, your host, with really bad timing, Velvet Tom. Hey, hey, happy 5th of July. This is Bad Timing with Velvet Tom. I'm your host, lover, loser, and legend, Velvet Tom. Who is that velvety voice on the other end of this mic? It's me, Velvet Tom. I hope you had an exciting July 4th holiday weekend. All things considered. I'm recording this before the 4th of July, so I'm here to announce now that I probably won't see any fireworks, which is a bummer, because I love fireworks, because my monkey brain loves to see things explode in the sky for some reason. So I was hoping for that. It harkens back, we were invited, my wife and I, to a social distancing rooftop party in my old neighborhood to watch fireworks displays go on around us. And the last time I was at that rooftop party, it was a few years back, and we saw local fireworks happening in a parking lot down the street from us on Sunset Boulevard and Western in this big parking lot where there's a food for less and a McDonald's. And we were watching this amateur fireworks display go off in the parking lot accompanied with them setting fire to the palm tree that was just on the sidewalk's edge, so really close to the street. So not only were we watching this amateur fireworks display, we were watching this palm tree burn down, and some of us called 911 to let them know that that, and they told us, yeah, yeah, we're on it. Whole bunch of people watching this palm tree burn to the ground. So, so in lieu of fireworks, uh, maybe we'll see some dummy set a tree on fire, and that will be our 4th of July fireworks display. I'm hoping. Something exciting. I'm not even sure if we'll go yet. It really depends on how many people are there and how comfortable we are with this. Because numbers are spiking, folks. If there's one thing America is great at, it's having the coronavirus. Because... One out of 93 people in Los Angeles County has the coronavirus, if you could believe that. That's a new number today as of July 3rd. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Well, happy Independence Day to us all. I'm glad you had a great weekend. I hope you found some way to enjoy it. I know I sound biting and sarcastic because it's a real drag, man. Because... Uh, the 4th of July signifies exactly one week before my birthday. And I love my birthday because I love my birthday month. I love being born in July. It's hot and breezy and there's not a cloud in the sky out here. It's perfect weather all the time. So I think that's one reason I make a connection to it. But it's 7-11. 7 come 11. Uh, I play craps. I'm not very good at it, but... I still play it. Well, folks, if you want to find out more about this exciting life that I have, that I lead, you can go to velvettom.com and see all things Velvet Tom. 
and see the portal to my social media everywhere. My Instagram, my Facebook page. You can listen to this episode uh, right on the homepage because I update that weekly. Uh, Yeah, it's a great time. Uh, There's also a contact page, and it has my email there, so you can send me a message. You can tell me how you're doing during this uh, coronavirus time. I encourage you to reach out to me. Uh, And, you know, the weirder the better. No hate mail, though. Please, come on. I will read it aloud, though. I mean, if that's your goal. We have such a crisis of ego in this country. Anyway... My guest today, a delightful lady, Um, she is a singer, Uh, she is a singing teacher, a music instructor, and I interviewed her because she just celebrated her one-year anniversary in Los Angeles. She's been here for a year, and I think I met her fresh, fresh out of the Honda, maybe, you know, just from coming cross-country, maybe a month into that. I met her at the Dresden, where I would go sing on Tuesday nights open mic with Marty and Elaine among a cavalcade of other delightful characters that would show up every Tuesday there. And we'll be interviewing a few of those folks in future episodes, so keep listening. But Brianna Lynn Anderson, uh, a newbie to L.A., we got to talk about her last year and what compelled her to get out here from Minnesota. And let me tell you, that's a jump to go from Minnesota to California. Luckily, they have the same number of syllables in their state's names. But that's a big jump. Like, I went from Chicago to Vegas to here. I did a little warm-up act on my way out here. She made... uh, a daring leap, and she talks about staying uh, positive during these times and staying motivated, and she is very motivated. Uh, you'll get to hear all sorts of information, and especially how you can uh, reach out to her and see her content. Listen to this excellent conversation I have. It's nearly an hour and a half with my good friend, New Angelino. Brianna Lynn Anderson. Oh, there you are at, on at the Bahamas. Yes, never been, but want to be, want to go there. Oh, look, yours is moving too. I like that. Yeah, I just it was in my virtual settings. Oh, so. it is. It's already there, huh? Yeah, I never had to like download anything. I just had like five options, so this was the best one because I, I prefer warm weather with palm trees. So. Oh, absolutely. At any any time, <laughs> all year round. Here. I really, I'd rather be here. Uh, my background is from La Quinta Inn and Resorts, which is uh, where Thaphne and I have gone, three or four different times, and we were planning on trying to go down there again. Uh, in a couple of weeks, but we're, I think we're going to get just close. We're going to stay in Palm Springs proper, but La Quinta is a little resort that's been around since the 1920s, and it used to be where writers and actors and movie stars, you know, it's where it was a big celebrity hangout back in the day, but... 
It's been yeah, that's where um, who I was talking to somebody about that, how Palm Springs used to be the hub where actors would go. And now I'm on and I understood now I understood at that point why they would go there, because nowadays people travel all over the country. But back then it wasn't as accessible for people to fly everywhere. And so this would give them they could drive or, you know, yeah. it would be a quick it'd be quick for them. So it's too but nowadays hours. people don't congregate in Palm Springs like the more famous people that, you know, you don't see as much of that, but like Lucille Ball, I know she had a place there in Palm Springs. Well, our <laughs> famous friend, Matt Forbes hangs out in Palm Springs. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Wait, like, does his family have a place there? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. Go. Yeah. So they're, uh, I think they're, they're, they're bicidial. So they're like Palm Springs, Toronto. And then that's, Oh yeah, that's right. Cause that's where he's from, Canada. Yeah, but mostly, but mostly Palm Springs, I think. But I once we discovered La Quinta, I I love it there. I I love going to Palm Springs. It's a two hour drive, if that. Uh, that's nothing. Know, two hours I of traffic, to... maybe. You just hit one year in Los Angeles, is that right? Did you just yes your one year anniversary from from Minnesota? From Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, so right. one year, you know, my my this podcast is called Bad Timing. You know, tell me how how bad a timing this is, or how good a timing this is. How how has this last year been? Even the last three months, I guess. Yeah. Well. It was definitely the best timing moving out here. Um, I was at a point where my career out in Minnesota wasn't really going where I wanted it to go or to the extent that I wanted it to go. So I I knew that I needed to make, I knew that I needed to take a chance because I had, I knew I had the talent, the skills to be in a bigger market, um, but I needed to just open myself up to that, like get a voice singing demo for session singing, um, you know, start to network and connect with people out here. And so I just started to do that a year before I moved out here, which honestly, that's, if I hadn't done that, I don't think I would have been where I am today with the, the connections and just the experiences that I've had. Um, because I prepare, I took a whole year to prepare like in this market, like networking, I came out to visit like four times, went to all the music venues that I wanted to perform at in the future, Vitello's, you know, I didn't see the dress. I didn't actually go to the Dresden ahead of time, but, um, you know, a bunch of jazz clubs. Um, and then I started taking some coaching classes with a sing, with a singing coach out here to like learn sort of the, the, the music industry out here better. So all of that was helpful. Then fast forward, to whenever it was March, mid-March, um, at first I didn't believe it, like what was happening. I'm like, what, how can this be? Like what's happening? And I didn't really follow too carefully on what was happening in China before, but yeah. my friends were telling me that, oh, this has been going on for months over there and it was only a matter of time before it would have hit here. But anyway, so March hit and it was kind of a weird, eerie time because there was all of a sudden life had a lot of question marks. So I didn't really know what was, what was going to happen. Um, and then on top of that, I was just shuffling because all of a sudden people were freaking out, um, with, you know, in regards to voice lessons here in person or piano. And then I had to manage like, how am I going to do that? Cause I'm a voice coach and a piano teacher too on the side. Yeah. So I had to like navigate 
there were people I was already teaching online before, but there were a handful of people that wanted to come to my studio. So then I had to, you know, basically lose business because people were like, oh, I'm too scared or I don't want to do online lessons right now. Let's wait till this is over. But in my head, I knew, I don't know when it's going to be over and I don't want to lose that business. So I was trying to get them to go online and yeah. I got a yeah. few people online. So, but um, yeah, ultimately I just put the pedal to the metal when I was, when this all happened, because I don't know, it was almost like I went on autopilot. I didn't really look at the news much. I was just so focused like on re like making videos, music videos and things just to like, cause I had time, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that, uh, that is the big thing is that all of a sudden you had all of this time and you want to make as best use of it as possible because you don't know what's going on. All you can do is follow a few simple rules, wear your mask, or, you know, if you don't have to go anywhere, stay, stay the hell inside. And, yeah. you know, because I remember talking to you about teaching. You said that you, that you retained some of your students from back home, too. Like, you, yeah. you have... You have students from all over, but so mm -hmm. you were doing this anyway. And everybody, I look, I tell you what, there's probably everybody has been Zooming by now, really, <laughs> and figured out the basics of Zoom. Even I use the basic, basic, basic of Zoom here. You know, I just use the audio yeah. file, bing, bang, boom, I'm done. You know, yeah. frame it up with some nice words. But I, that's what this became. This podcast is because it yeah. became this long, it was this thing that I always wanted to start being guests of another person's podcast and saying, well, why don't I do this? Well, in the last two years, my girlfriend, now my wife, and we've been married since December 31st. Which Thank God is, you married at that point in we Vegas. Got married, <laughs> we were like, let's do this now because Lord knows what's going to happen. And <laughs> Lord knows has happened. So, but in the last, in the last couple of years, like she got me a microphone. It's a, like an old timey Shure uh, 55, yeah, uh, yeah. which great. So she got me this gift of this microphone, which was rehabbed and it works. And I've used it in a couple of shows. And then she got me a new computer for, for Christmas. Then I was like, well, I got this microphone and this computer. Why not just meld the two together and just try and put together a little podcast? And uh, I called it bad timing because, A, no one has a pad podcast called bad timing, which I can't believe. Uh, and it was poor timing to do a podcast because... No one knows what's going to happen, but we might as well catch up with you because you do yeah. have all this incredible time. Uh, to exactly. Give us. Yeah. But uh, so I wanted to I wanted to go back to Minnesota. Oh, this is the question that I had: was how long how long was that was that knowing to move to LA happening? Was it something that you just woke up and said? Hey, they say California is the place you ought to be, so you packed up your stuff and moved out here to LA. Or was it, or was it more uh, something that you had been talking yourself into for years? Yeah, so basically, you know, 
I always want, I always love palm trees, hence why I have palm trees in my background here. <laughs> but um, I always wanted to live somewhere warm. I didn't like winter. I wasn't a Minnesota girl in the sense of, you know, let's go to my cabin up north in the summer, like all my other friends did. They all had summer cabins or, you know, that was just the thing to do. Uh-huh. I wasn't the typical Minnesotan that like, and I, I found myself out of place a lot because of that. Like I, you know, people get married younger, you know, oh, you have to find your guy in college and, and marry him. I mean, the Minnesota culture is very different than myself. Um, although I really liked it. Um, and I have a lot of value, you know, morals and values that come from my Minnesota background. And I still have a lot of friends there. In fact, my business is a Minnesota business. Um, uh, so I, you know, there's still a lot, a lot of things that tie me there. But I always knew ever since high school, I wanted to move out here. I wanted to go to college here, um, but my parents were like, so how, how are you gonna get home? That costs money to fly. And I was like, well, I can get a job and I'll, I'll figure out flights. They're like, well, Brianna, they're not always that, that cheap. You know, Flights are expensive, especially during the holidays. They're like, we really think you maybe should just stay in the state. So I pretty much lost my dream at that point, which you know, they were looking out for me because I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to come home much, you know, given that. So I stayed in state. And then, um, when I was about 23, I I made, I met a guy and uh, he was from New York, but we became, we, we, we dated. And, uh, he always said one day we're going to move out West. We thought if we ever got married, let's move West. West is the best. I said, yeah, of course. I always wanted to move West. Um, I did some training out here in my early twenties at Yamaha corporation in Buena Park. Um, piano, Yamaha and, yeah. pianos. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I used to be a Yamaha teacher. And so I did a lot. Of, so I would come out here and I started meeting people from California. And I was like, oh, I want to move out here. Uh-huh. But for some reason, I just, I didn't know how to get out here. I, I didn't know how to get out here. I just, I, I just didn't know really. I had no concept of how do I move out to California. Um, <laughs> and then I dated the guy. We broke up. Then four years later, he moved out west to San Diego, married married a girl, and is living happily ever after. Um, that was when I was around thirty, or no, he moved he moved out here, you know, a couple years after we started date, we had ended dating, and then, um, then I then I met another guy a couple years later. He's from California, but he now lived in Minnesota, and you know, kind of found it ironic that again, I'm, I'm meeting these people that all want to either be in California or, or whatever. <laughs> um, but you know, dated him for a couple years. Then I got into acting, started taking acting classes. I had done like really basic acting in high school, like drama and theater, but nothing like professional. And then I decided at like 30 years old, like maybe I should, <sighs> I need to get into acting. This is who I am. Let me let me start pursuing this. So I started taking some acting classes in the Twin Cities. And then I just, there was a part of me that was like, Brianna, you've got to move to California. This is where you belong, Southern California. And I started to take vacations by myself uh, when I would have time off to California, like to San Diego and to uh, Southern California, not, not LA. And... I had a pretty, I had some interesting experiences. I was watching The Office one day and Pam, I think, is it not Pam, the blonde, the main, the main character, what's her name? Uh, I forget the main character's name. Oh, you're talking about 
But you're talking about the receptionist's character? No, like the main, not Pam, but the main character of the the, the blonde. What's her name? Uh, in the office? At the On the office, the show of the office. Oh, you're talking about, are you talking about Angela? Not Angela. Maybe it is Pam. Whoever the main blonde is. Let's see, office characters. I think, I mean, Angela was like blonde blonde but pam like was like a redhead strawberry blonde and then there was another redhead kate um uh, kate flannery uh so and then there was and then there was the other sales lady the older one who was actually just a receptionist for the writers of the office and then they loved her so much that they cast her in the role Phyllis. Oh, Phyllis. I'm sorry. No, it was for Parks and Rec. Who's the person? <laughs> sorry, not, I'm looking it up and I'm like, no, this isn't right. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. You're talking about Amy Poehler. Okay. Yes, yes, Amy Poehler. So, Thank you. Uh, so, um, oh, what? So, I, so I'm watching Parks and Rec okay. literally the day after I get back it's from the same Diego. show. I can see where the confusion happens. I mean, yeah. it's all. So I'm watching camera. it day after I get back from San Diego and she's talking to the sheriff on it. And she said something about moving to San Diego. And literally I kept thinking, I need to move to San Diego. Like this is my time. Yeah. And you know, I started thinking voiceover. So anyway, I was thinking, Oh, I'll move to San Diego, get into voiceover work, do some singing on the side. I'll have a great career out there. <clears throat> well, I never did. I was going to move that summer and my parents were like, you're moving? You have like four months. Like that's, that's quick. And you have to understand my family's very conventional. Like nobody moves. I mean, my parents are very conventional. Like you get a nine to five job, you work. And so me being a non nine to five person, I never fit in there in Minnesota. Yeah. I ended up not moving to San Diego, but about a year later, I, I vacation in San Diego and I meet somebody in the ocean randomly I was boogie boarding he was body surfing I will never forget this um I we we met eyes we weren't like I wasn't like attracted to him but there was something about him that wasn't like I need to talk to you like you seem like a nice person so he asked me where I was from and I said I'm from Minnesota I'm just visiting he's like oh that's dope he's a black guy so you know he's (laughs) some people say dope um and I was like yeah that's, that's that's cool right um and then you know he basically said he's from LA and he's a music producer here. And I was like, Oh wow. I'm like, I don't think I've ever met a music producer. He's like, what? I'm like, well, I mean, not really. I mean, in Minnesota, there's not a lot of people like that, but he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I'm a singer and I have a music teaching studio. And so he listened to some of my music and he's like, girl, you got to get into LA. He's like, what are you doing out in Minnesota? I'm like, nothing really (laughs) I'm a wedding singer (laughs) mostly um he's like what would it take for you to get out to to LA I'm like I have no idea I don't even know how to get out to LA (laughs) um he's like you got to find a way to get out here and I was like okay (laughs) and so I really started thinking about it and I I got to the that was in August and then uh, that was three years ago now and or two years, two years ago now. And I basically figured out, I met somebody a while back who was a voice coach. I started working with her. She so happened to be like a mentoring person who, you know, helps you really find and discover your dreams. And 
she did that for me. Um, working with her and her husband, um, definitely had I not worked with them, I wouldn't have been here or who, hadn't been as prepared. Who is um, that? Who is that? So her name is Roxy Francis. Uh -huh. She's like a celebrity vocal coach out here. Oh, and then her cool. husband is, uh, he does recording work. He teaches people how to record. So actually I started taking recording classes from him so I could learn how to record myself in logic. Uh -huh. Um, so between the two of them, uh, I just worked with them both. And then I also did like a, a day here in LA with them where they took me around town and um, I met certain people that were in the industry here through them. And honestly, like I said, that, that was my guiding light to get out here that helped me to really get out here better. Um, I needed that handholding cause I really f didn't, I didn't feel confident with the, the lack of knowledge that I had. Yeah. Cause I, it's not like I, it's not like, you know, I was getting jobs out here like, Brianna, we need you for this HBO show or, boy, that would have been awesome. But like, oh, Brianna, we need you to sing here and sing there. Nobody knew me. So I was kind of like a no-namer, but I knew that I had, I knew that it took confidence to get out here. So I definitely worked on my confidence, even just coming out here. Like I read books on, you know, believing in yourself, believing in your dreams, learning how to act on things, not just dream it, but never do anything like actually have, you know, what, what does it take for people to be successful? Um, not just good talent. And so I started to really dissect like what it, what I needed to do to get out here from like a mindset perspective. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just a mindset. I mean, there's a lot of people that could be out here, but I think that people who don't have confidence, I see so many people out here that I'm like, they're not that talented, but because they have this confidence, it gets, you know? <laughs> That's all and, Hollywood. That's all Hollywood is, is a bunch of confident people that have no talent. Yeah, I mean, but, it, but they, but you know, they, they have confidence, so they have connections. And so, and so they get, you know, they get five lines on TV, you know, and, and yeah. I could speak to that, you know, I, I could speak to having low confidence and just still being here but moving from minnesota to california is a big move you know especially if there's nothing in between if there's no chicago in between to sort of warm you up to uh to los angeles so of course you had to do some mental preparation and i can also relate to conventional family members going why why why? Oh, yeah, I had so much. I kid you not that last year before I moved out here. So many people were like, oh, well, Brianna, you just, you know, patting me on the back. You just got to try it. And, you know, you know, just try it. And, you know, if you don't make it, you can always move back. And I'm like, I would think I'd ask myself or I would ask them, what do you mean make it? I don't. What does make it mean to you? Right. I, would, I just want to be I want to be a working singer actor and there's plenty of people out there that are doing that and they're not Jessica Simpson necessarily or Selena, Selena Gomez, but they're making a career, a successful career, making good money, doing what, they're, what they love and they're good at. So people just don't know. There's just people who, oh, yeah. because they don't know, they don't do it. And that's actually one of the biggest things that I learned moving out here before was once I got the knowledge that there's so many the world is full of opportunity. You don't have to be the, t people go, well, if I'm not the, t cause I would always compare myself to like Selena Gomez or these people. I was like, well, I'm not Christina Aguilera or I'm not so-and-so. And 
I would literally, that would stop me from doing anything because if I wasn't that level, then I wouldn't, why bother to try? So I just never tried because I got mm-hmm. so scared of failing because my parents, my parents, my parents mean really well, but they, they just, they live conventionally because that's what they're used to. Because that was the setup, you know, that everything was set up to work that way. And then, uh, a lot of things happened, uh, basically jobs went away so that's that's how that's how the conventional lifestyle ended Uh, i don't know i listen to a lot of people that say that creative jobs are the jobs of the future because they're the only jobs that robots can't aren't smart enough to do yet yeah even though there are digital actors and digital singers and there's a robot that paints and things like that i'm I mean, there are examples of it, but uh, I think that artistic and creative jobs are safe jobs for the future if you're going to have any economy whatsoever. So Yeah. But yeah, so then I had family saying, maybe you should move out to Milwaukee to be closer to your sister. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> when I already knew I had this knowing when I moved, when I visited San Diego and met that producer it was like the lights of heaven came shining down on me and it was so clear I needed to move. I cannot, it was almost like somebody saying, this is who you're going to marry. Or like, if you knew the person you're going to marry, you ha- you're so clear on it. It was like a divine time where it was like, nope, this is where you're going. It's now, it's not next year. It's now like you, you prepare now it's going to happen in a year and you make it happen. And so that's what I did. I just had like the blinders on the sides of my eyes, Many people were like, it was tough because I, I had a hard time. I couldn't say it to everybody right away because I had a business going there and I had to be really yeah. careful with, you know, because a lot of people, they just didn't get it. You know what the, you know what the thing that it sounds like, what it sounds like in your voice when you're talking about your, your people back home is that you've, you've had to forgive them for not knowing what is going on so you don't feel bad about what they're saying <laughs> because because really they don't have any concept outside outside of the of the town like bubble so it's like there's a lot of people you have to forgive along the way for I know you don't mean the things that you say because you're not aware of what's happening and that yeah. and that entertainment is a job that requires more than eight hours a day and requires a lot more of mental capacity than some people give to their regular jobs god love them i'm glad they have them but the reason that anybody has a regular job these days is just to get health insurance because yeah. <laughs> i mean you can you can make money just about anywhere but anybody but security means making sure that your health is taken care of and that is and and think about what we're willing to sacrifice we're willing to sacrifice not knowing if we're going to have health insurance yeah. to to do this but I'm hoping that more nine to fivers are realizing the saying that their health insurance is not guaranteed, either. Right. Uh, and so, and so, so maybe that opens them up to want to to think outside in a more creative in a more creative way. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I would say health insurance in L.A. is pretty good, though, if you're under the state. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have that very lucky. We have that very lucky that we can get on Medi- Medi-Cal quite easily. And it mm-hmm. will tra- it will probably it will probably manifest into uh, full care insurance because California could be poised to be the second state to have universal health care. Second state behind Massachusetts. Uh, really, Mitt Romney was the governor there, and he signed he signed universal health care into law of the state law there. So they've had universal health coverage for years. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me then, because California could almost be its own country in a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's there's a lot of positives to being out here there's also a lot of negatives it's very expensive to live out here but then on the other hand i there's just a lot of uh other places i'm from missouri so you and i you know probably have probably similar backgrounds to having a family just asking the tough questions well what about this and what about that and you know I don't know. At this point, you know, I've I've I lived in Chicago. I've lived in Las Vegas, and I've lived in Los Angeles. So, I've lived all over the place. At this point, uh, I don't think anybody in my family is asking the question about. I think yeah. I'm more thinking about: Do I want to move back home? Maybe, maybe move back home and just quiet things down. Maybe <laughs> I'm starting to talk myself into it. Really? Back to Missouri? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But then I look back to Missouri and it's draconian there, you know, that it's it's not it. And my family is there and there's good people. I have childhood friends there. I have um, I, I would say I have some of my people there. Yeah, this the something that you're struggling to look for in your journey in moving out here is to find your people. Yeah. And I've definitely found some people. I don't have a lot of people in Minnesota, to be honest with you. Yeah. They all moved away or they're all married and have kids. And, you know, I was kind of by myself a lot anyway when I was there because nobody really, I'm not a groupie. So I always did my own thing anyway. So here I like it because people all do their own thing. And that's what I'm used to doing, you know? Yeah. People have their, people are driving in their own lane all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Though it can make for it can make for some loneliness just because uh, everything's spread out, and you want to go meet people, and you're like, Ugh. that's why on dating but sites, but I'm home. I put it that I'm three miles away, or you know, I, I put only a three mile radius because oh, got it. yeah, it's otherwise it's too challenging to even meet somebody, you know. Uh yeah, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I I would do that. Well, I haven't had a car in this city for years, so if I was going to get around, if I was going to meet somebody, I'd want them to be at least walking distance. <laughs> yeah, because you live in Los Feliz, right? Yeah. Or where do you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and my wife lived in Los Feliz, so I'm just on the other end of Los Feliz now. I was on the east side. Now I'm on the far west side. Okay. Did you get rid of your apartment? Uh, not quite yet. Okay. That's because um, I remember you were you had the two places going. 
Uh, I do. It, that's kind of what's happening. Uh, since nobody's really moving anywhere right now, so. Yeah. Um, probably not until wintertime. Uh, wintertime is when everything will change over for that. But. Yeah. Um, which winter here is, I don't even call it winter, but. It's not. It's. Yeah. It's not summer is what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not summer. Um, yeah, speaking of Dresden, I'm thinking of the Dresden. Yeah. They That's... were just about to open. They were about to open. They were about to open up to everybody and then bars closed again. So. But. but they're also a restaurant, right? Yeah, but they have not been operating their restaurant because they were always sort of, it was table dining. So yeah. no one's really getting the you know, the Osobuco to go, you know, I just, yeah. it's, I don't think it was worth them keeping their doors open to, to, uh, do takeout. Were they going to also open up the music stuff too? No, no, it was only going to be bars, no live entertainment for months. I, I, we're shut down until the end of the year. That's just, that's how I'm looking at it until I, until I see further evidence like Halloween, that I love gone because of all that. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We've all been dealing with it for months, and this is just, I'm glad we're talking about it for context sake, but I, I am just trying to be careful and, and stay focused on other things. There's no exactly. sense. I, I'll catch myself watching cable news for a day and then I won't watch it for days after that because, yeah. because it's the same old, same old. It's just, it's like you watch a soap opera and then you go away for a few years and then when you come back to it, nothing's changed. No, nothing. Somebody's died, come back, it doesn't matter. Somebody's yeah. had amnesia and then regain their memory. doesn't matter. It's the same shit every day. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're so, right. And that's, that's what I've had to really focus on is I can't do anything about this time. Like I have no control over it. Yes. But there are plenty of things. What's interesting is being an artist and creative person. Like I've been able to focus on these other things that were also part of my agenda and, and thoughts, but I never actually had the mental capacity to work on them because I was, on, I was on, in this other area, you yeah. know, focusing on these things. Are you playing catch up at all? I, I, did you find that you had content that you didn't know what you were what you were doing with? So now you've been able to um, a little bit. I have a lot of like irons in the fire right now. Like I'm, I was just on the phone with a friend of mine to do some voiceover work. Um, so this month, my I'm planning to make two voiceover demos mm -hmm. myself. Um, one for voiceover commercial work, and then for um, non-broadcast narration is what he told me to focus on so um so those are two projects that are that i've been thinking about but the last few months it's been content like just making music videos with artist friends of mine um because content is is uh, money you know yeah and um i'm finishing up my singing session singing demo i had made one but i'm refining it so i'm finishing that up now basically i'm basically done with it um that should be up on my website soon again and what now else have I been up to? Session singing. Now, is that is that from is that from the SAG offices? You were taking some classes. 
Yeah, I took um, sight singing classes there. So yeah, I started taking some sight singing classes because that was sort of a rite of passage into session singing and you know you need to be a good reader music reader yeah. um which i'm a decent music reader because i play the piano but i definitely am always working on that um so i did that um my goal for session singing is to sing for disney to be honest um disney and you know any other tv work tv oh. movies yeah. like singing on that uh i i would think that non uh, you said that you needed to create a narration voiceover. I yeah. would think that would be for audiobooks. Like all books are going audio. <laughs> it's just... Not that. I don't want to do audiobooks. He said, I'm sorry, non broadcast narration. Non-broadcast. So, like tutorials for websites or. Um, oh, okay. Tourism videos or things like that. Or the hold, or the hold person. Please stay on hold. We appreciate yes. your call. Someone will be with you shortly. Oh, I could do that one. That's a good one, actually. Yeah, yeah. That would be, I would think that probably would be like more internal voiceover. You do voiceover too, right? Yeah, on occasion. That's been, that's been mostly the auditions uh, during the last three months is, is doing voiceover. So another good reason to have the new computer and the microphone so I can actually uh, session because... You can't see it through that cabana, but behind that cabana is a closet where I go in and and do and do all the VO. Exactly, that's the hidden space that voiceover magic takes place. Apparently, I don't. I guess I could do that too. I have a I have an, a closet that has a lot of clothes. Obviously, the only thing would be I've got to figure out how to. Actually, it's definitely possible. I'm just so used to having my computer here, but I could move all the stuff into the closet if I needed to do that. Um, I do have like a working area for like my singing. Um, it's pretty soundproof, but not, I mean, it's not like enclosed. It's in my living room. So, but I have like the foam on the, on the wall. I have like a, a shield in the back of the camera to block sound. Apparently what's the most important is what's behind you. So if you have soft stuff behind you, that's actually more important because of the sound waves, apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Good to know. I, I'm I'm literally surrounded surrounded by clothes and things. Like it is it is it is so well muffled. It's perfect. I mean, really, the only thing that you can hear is that I have there's a little tinniness on my microphone, and you can hear it in the recordings, like any like things, but it's just like a little bit. Yeah, with your sure mic. Yeah, with my sure mic. Yeah. Okay. Because is it um does it plug into your phone or how does that work? Uh no, it plugs into my computer. Oh. I have uh, I have this nifty little thing that I plug in and it creates all sorts of different jacks because this is a MacBook with no USB on it and Same. mine's yeah. like that too and I'm like I'm an old fogey I need my USB ports <laughs> right no they don't they no longer have them so you've got to buy these yeah you got the extenders which is good that's fine because they also have flash slots so adding some flash memory to this computer to need it is probably good because it doesn't have like a lot of hard drive space but uh, uh, I do with you know that's that's what you do you have like a you have like a bare bones operation and you just do the best job possible until yeah. you're invited in. But uh, yeah, uh, voiceovers, auditions, I'm putting myself on tape. 
there was that there was that turning point where they were going to start opening up casting studios again but now everything's closed down again so we'll just uh the production companies there were there were um tv production companies that were opening were opened up in june or something but no uh, yeah yeah it was i think they were gonna do it in july well they were given permission by the city uh as of june i think it was june 15th uh, if productions wanted to start back up and maybe there were a couple of few that started back up but that didn't last very long uh, uh and that was during that was that was during protests too and now we've seen uh, a spike so i I think if restaurants are closed, I think so will productions be closed. Yeah. I guess some restaurants, if you have cafe dining, they're still keeping them open, but nothing indoors. Yeah. I just took the um, COVID antibody test yesterday. Oh, you did? So you're waiting on your results? No, I don't know the results yet, yeah. so we'll see. But I mean, there's it's only a 70% accurate test, so. But... Hey, if I have the antibodies, that would mean then that I may not get it. Although there's no, they can't say that for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. They really can't, but you know, uh, I might've already had it back end of February. I was sick for like three weeks, oh, really yeah. bad upper respiratory stuff, but I never had a fever. Oh, so, so you didn't exhibit all of the, you didn't exhibit right. all of this. But now, now they're saying that you didn't have to have a fever. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I went to urgent care. Like, I think I might have COVID. This was back, like, beginning of March. and Or mid-March, like, March 11th, I think it was. Um, and they took my temperature and they said, well, you have, you know, upper respiratory stuff, but, you know, you're, you're, you don't have a fever. Uh, so, therefore you probably don't have it. You probably just have another cold or virus. I'm like, oh, got it. But then three weeks, it took me four weeks. Oh, Jesus. One, one full week, I was really, I was constantly blowing my nose. It was bad. Yeah. Bad. It was the worst cold I've ever had. Are you a normal cold getter? Do you usually get one, one a year? Well, I had a couple when I moved here. I've, I had strep throat a couple times because one time I was on a TV show, Perry Mason, and I was drinking the, apparently you're not supposed to actually drink the, the cups, oh. but I thought because everybody had assigned glasses that, hey, it was fine. No, you do not drink the cups. It's like liquid poison on set. Wow. Definitely got strep throat from that. And then oh. I definitely got strep throat again. I've been sick a few times this year, but I think it's because I just moved here a year ago. So just getting used to a new climate. Yeah. And my, my sleep habits have changed since moving out here because, you know, going to the Dresden, you don't leave till one in the morning and then life here, just non-conventional. So I would get, I would stay out later and my sleep patterns were, have yeah. been different, you know. Definitely. I still, I, no matter what, I've sort of retrained myself. No matter what time I go to bed, I usually get about seven hours and that's yeah. probably all that I need. So Dresden. So how did you find out about the Dresden? Because I, I, I guess I'd say it's probably been a year, a good solid year. I've, I've known you now. If not, yeah, you know, yeah. Because I, I moved out here July first of last year. It's July second. Um, I started going to the Dresden sometime. I want to say in July. Um, I was starting to go to open mics, open mic nights, and. Uh, 
because that's, I just knew like, oh, that's, everybody says, oh, just go to the open mics and start pounding away on those, meet people, connect. So I started doing that. And that was by word of mouth. You found out yeah. through open mics, through word of mouth. Okay. And then I think actually one of my friends, I it's either Matt Kelsch, who's a singer-songwriter here, or somebody, I can't remember, somebody was like, you need to, you have a jazz singing voice, you should sing at the Dresden. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started going to the Dresden and um, mostly just watched for a couple of weeks maybe and then realized I could sing. So then I, st no, maybe it was right away. I, I, I thought, oh, I'll put my name. Well, there wasn't any formal thing. And that was kind of confusing to me. Like, what? Yeah. I mean. There's no real protocol like, there. <laughs> no, and me being the Minnesota conventional person, I'm used to like, oh, you do this and then you do this. But like, but then I also realized that's just not how a lot of the music and acting industry, there's a lot of non, non protocol things. I mean, there is, but there isn't. It's, it's weird. There's a lot of unwritten rules. You create the rules. Um, and so yeah. I just, then somebody was like, oh, just put your name on a napkin and uh go up there and uh hopefully you know sing i remember at least one or two times i don't think i got up there and, and anyway then i started getting up there to sing and and then i met you at that point too of course and i that was it that's been an interesting journey too because that's challenged me um i never had sung at a place like that where you can't rehearse with the people ahead of time so mentally i was like if I want to start a sing a new song, I'm like, oh my gosh, like. You're going to have to stumble through it a few times up there in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm so used to have, I have this perfectionistic mindset so often where, you know, I don't want to make a mistake or, you know, I, now I'm realizing it's all about fudging your way through in a way, like just have fun with it and, and laugh at yourself almost, which isn't something I've always been great at, but being there, having to do that, that's actually, that was actually the most stretching part of my journey here. Oh, Literally, I would face my fear every Tuesday going to the Dresden, especially when I made, when I made a fool out of myself a few times, botching the words, missing my parts, you know, the, you know, just crazy things. But you and, you know, you are definitely helping me and encouraging me through it. Cause I, I stopped going for like two months cause I literally didn't want to show face. I was so scared to go back cause I thought. Oh really? Like, oh, yeah. oh, that's too bad. I did. I was nervous and every Tuesday I would sit at home and I'd be like, I just can't go. <laughs> I don't want to show my face. I, I mean, there have just been some times where I was just, I was, I was a tw 20 minute walk from the place and I was just like, eh, do I want to, sometimes I just, I lacked the. I liked the steam to yeah. do it, to go there at 10 o'clock at night. But I remember the first, well, A, I show up, I show up velvet clad, okay? I show up yeah. in, in costume because, because that's, that's who I'm peddling. I'm peddling Velvet right. Tom. So I, I show up in costume there. First few months that I was there, I would get shit from patrons who would just yell shit at me, rude stuff like, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" <laughs> just like, and I'm like, I'm just being me, just being yeah. like it or don't. And and it was just a matter of standing the test of time. Three years yeah. later, hanging out there, it's uh, 
it's a different story, but I, I wasn't gonna let I wasn't gonna let drunks visiting from New York stop me from <laughs> stop me from doing that. And the same yeah. way, you know, I some days I don't know. Yeah. There's not many days I show up there without wearing velvet, and I miss that. Like that, yeah. that I miss. I miss yeah. I miss showing up and seeing people. I miss, yeah. I miss it, because it's not like cheers or you know friends show when everybody would congregate to the same place like that was kind of a stable place every week I would go there and you know meet meet you and meet other people that were singers there and then also meet new people you know yeah yeah you'd meet new people some yeah new singers would come in uh, yeah but definitely the mainstays are why I keep coming back before before going to the Dresden which a I'd lived in the neighborhood a few years prior to that, so I'd been around. Uh, hadn't always gone to the Dresden, but always saw Marty and Elaine. Always felt very sheepish about going up, until my friend dragged me there. He was like, "No, put on the velvet. We're going. I'll get you up to sing." And he was like, he was like playing my manager, my my good friend Scott. Uh, and he was like, he was like, hey, I'll be, I'll, I'll be your mouthpiece. All you gotta yeah. do is sing. And it was sort of a weird introduction, but that's how, that's kind of how it all started. But I regret not going there a few years before because during that time I was doing stand-up open mics, so going all over the city, sometimes two or three times a night, doing trying to tackle that stand-up thing. So, this is. These years have been more of an education, really. You know, it's like I did a whole bunch of improv. I've done a lot of commercial work, but I never got up and did stand-up. And I found my group of people there, and I just, I couldn't make open mics all the time. And then Dresden became so, I don't want to say that the reason that I go there is convenient, but I'm, I'm blessed with the fact that I am so close to there that... If I can go and I want to belt it out, it's 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 a considerable walk away. <laughs> really, it's quite a journey, but I mean, still, it's worth the walk. Yeah, you would walk there mostly. Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you would walk fifteen minutes away walking. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Either place where I live, I I could easily just walk there and show yeah. up and it's a little further walk where i am now but when i lived over on russell yeah i would just that would be my pregame. i would just focus up i would walk i would talk to myself i would sing i would warm up and then i would show up a little sweaty <laughs> yeah yeah no i i do miss that and i think i think we'll have that back again don't you, don't you think maybe I, yeah, I, I don't know I, if it'll be this year though you know i no not this year but yeah i just it's and it's and it's a pity because we're just at the halfway point like yesterday yesterday was the half of the year so what's going to be the next six months what's going to take us the rest of the way are we going to uh i think everybody's just a little too reticent to uh, to do anything right now so yeah. But that's why we get to have conversations like this and catch up. Yeah. And uh, and there is plenty there's plenty to do on this platform. It's not it's not the desired platform because 
but it's the platform that's going to have to do for now. Right. Well, and it also seems like um, I'm a, I do commercial acting here and I have an agent with Coast to Coast and it's all, even before this, there was a lot of self-taping and now more than ever, obviously there's only self-taping um, and even some of the jobs, they want you to film yourself. They're going to, they bring equipment to your house sometimes and then, yeah. you know, you film, you film yourself. So um, in a way, it's almost like indie we're all like indie people now like we almost have to be doing things ourselves right now at least because we don't have help from the bigger people uh that that being mentioned uh talk to me because i've watched i've watched your instagram videos it seems that instagram is your is sort of where you want everybody to go right is the well, i have a website yeah but um but I do post a lot of like videos on Instagram, yeah. I've seen where it's the split screen video, usually with a couple of musicians or a single musician, and there you are singing at your stand. Now, what are you using? Are you using Zoom then? What other platform are you using where it's just so clean? It looks it looks good. Oh, for... thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, honestly, I have I just use my iPhone. I have an iPhone ten. Um, okay. And I have a ring light, so a ring light really helps. Um, and then I, what I do is I record myself video, um, or no, first I record my vocal. Okay. And I get that solid, so I can make multiple takes. I'm not recording video, so I don't I don't have to worry about hitting it correctly the first time. Although I will say this is a new trick. For the first three or four videos I made, I thought that I had to make it perfect you know, I would record the audio at the same time the video was. So uh -huh. literally I was banking on, I got to get this take right because this is the take I have to use, you know. Uh -huh. Then I realized, you know, I figure, figured it out, I guess, that, oh, you can record the audio first. Once you record the audio, there's this thing called lip syncing. Works great. Was it Liza Minnelli <laughs> did lip syncing or whoever? Like <laughs> there are certain people lip sync. Sure. Apparently it's effective. And so that's what I started to do the last like two videos that I made, which I'm going to make another one here. Um, I, I've kind of taken a little break. Yeah. I, I don't want to take a break, but my people I've been working with have been taking breaks and you know, the timing, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's how I do it. So I record the audio first. I have a logic logic pro, um, app for my recording on my computer. Um, I have a very inexpensive, Condenser mic. It's the entry level mic. Yeah. Nothing fancy. Um, I I'm kind of one of those people that that go start with what you have, and then once you've once you've succeeded at that, you know, when, then you know, use the money that you've been able to find or create, and maybe get something better. But instead of going with like the very best technology, I almost feel like it's okay to just start with lower level and work your way up. So I have a yeah. very inexpensive microphone that I, and it works well though, cause I can mix pretty decently. I, I learned how to do that. And then um, I take that. So then my friend, the, the guitarist, they'll send me the MP4, the video of them, and they'll send their, um, with their audio. So they do the same kind of setup system. They record their audio separate and then air guitar their parts. Oh. And then, I'm the one, generally it's either me or another person, but I've been doing a lot of the actual video making and I put the videos together and 
that's how it is. It, and honestly, I just use iMovie when I do it. When uh, my friends do it, they use um, Final Cut Pro, I think, which is more of a high-end. Yeah. But I just use a basic iMovie. Yeah. Um, it's easy to use. Makes the same thing? Does the same yeah. thing? Exactly. Yeah. I think ultimately people don't – people, average people, when they just see good – fun fun videos they like the songs the recordings decent quality like yeah that's all that matters you know well i mean there there are 16 year olds that are making videos straight from their phone editing them adding all sorts <laughs> all sorts of filters onto them and millions of followers are flocking to them and it's the phone never leaves their hand where we're just taking a couple of steps back to take some elements put it together in an editing software that we're comfortable with to get yeah. the same thing. So I exactly. think I think whatever works is the thing. I, I swear by iMovie. Uh, a few episodes, a lot of episodes that I've done of this is that I'll take sanctioned images from you and create sort of a slideshow where people can go on YouTube, listen to this podcast, but also get to see you and then get to, you know, see that oh i can find her on instagram you know so we do a little enter we do a little advertising with it so and i do all of that in iMovie but that's just putting images up i mean that's literally creating a slideshow to this audio is all yeah um, and i've really grown to be i'm good at iMovie i've mastered iMovie so <laughs> or i pretty much ma pretty much mastered there's certain things i don't get but so I like that. I mean, it's simple, easy to use, friendly. You know, it's not overly complicated. Um, and, you know, maybe eventually I'll get into higher-end video. But to be honest with you, there's only so many things that you can be good at. And otherwise, if I'm only, like, kind of good at a few things, like, I feel like that's not going to be... You know, so I, for my own video work, I'll do something, you know, like iMovie. But if it's going to be like a higher end video, then I'll have to have somebody else. In a lot, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I know what my limitations are, too. It, it's yeah. you eventually have to call in bigger guns if you want, if you yeah. want something, if you want something better or release it to somebody else. I think a lot of the reason why why I've learned to do all of that is because a i've never really had the money to pay anybody but yeah. it's really the availability of somebody and mm -hmm. you know what your vision is so you know how you want it to turn yeah. out there's only there's only that sort of visionary person that regular editor that does it all the time that can sort of zhuzh it a little bit that can sort of yeah. bump it up but but you know what your vision is yeah and i exactly. know that sounds like totally megalomaniacal but it's not, but it's not really it's just that i want to make something and i want to get it done now and i don't want to have to translate my ideas to another person and yeah. to where they just take it away and i don't get to see it until what they've done with it i would rather be part of my own creative process hands-on all the time and yeah and then if if what i put out is like eh at least I know who to blame for it being eh. Exactly. Yeah, because otherwise, it, you know, your idea could really get turned around quickly. It could. But if you just make something basic, there's a lot of, yeah. you know, I, I'm a less is more type person, even though yeah. I love, you know, 
wearing velvet out in public. <laughs> and you found those at like secondhand places. You, you had to find them at certain places because it's hard to find a velvet I, suit. I have put I've put so many feelers out. I really have. I've said if you if anybody comes across. See, vintage stores are closed are are closed right now, so all of that stuff has to be sold online. Th is the thought that I had the other day. However, I haven't gone on eBay or online to look for a long time. But I've purchased one on eBay, and then my red one was a gift that was gifted to oh, me wow. years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even now with clothing, it's funny. I have all these fun like skirts and dresses, and I'm like, ah, can't even wear them because I mean, I could, but. Actually, I can't. There's Should really, I'd look weird them. if I was wearing them, you know, outside walking. <laughs> With a <laughs> mask on? Print dress. <laughs> you'd make, you'd make somebody's day, I'm sure, <laughs> if not your own. <laughs> I should almost just like dress like that just for fun though, like in my house, like for videos. Yeah, dress up. But I, I think it's just dress up and go sing the Sunshine Day song, you know, outside. I think go, go for a uh, walk yes. outside now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So those are the videos that I make. Um, but I'm glad that you like them. I, I do. I really do. I just, I think they, I'm glad that you told me how the sausage was made because they really, they really do look good. You're creating... You're creating a quality product during a time when, when, when comedians on couches watching reality shows is a yeah. thing. So, so, yeah. I, so be proud of yourself that uh, whatever you're putting yeah. out there. Thanks. Yeah, I, I definitely did spend a lot of hours. I kid you not, Tom. I was, I spent a lot of out. I spent like twelve, maybe fifteen hours for each video. Wow. Well, it shows. I mean, it shows. Yeah. The quality in it absolutely shows. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, though, and I figured I have nothing else to do. <laughs> is... I really didn't have anything else to do. I had no excuse. I'm like, why not just put this time in? You can't. You're not a sit still person. I mean, I'm sure you are at some point. You know, I'm sure there's got to be some part of the day where you decide to quiet your mind. But for the most part, you you need to you need to sort of be going. Yeah, I do. I'm a very, uh, I am high energy. My dad once told me, you remind me of Babs from Looney Tunes. Um, you know, just the pink rabbit girl, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was very, you know, like ah, very high energy, kind of bouncy. That's sort of my energy. Um, and I, sometimes it makes me seem like an airhead, but actually I just have a lot of like, a lot of thoughts that run through my head a lot and yeah. yeah the biggest thing for me is like slow down relax breathe you know because i tend to just be go 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 do this do that you know yeah uh i i i think we can share that i'm especially during this i want to i want to stay occupied I, i'm yeah. really good at sitting and watching tv i love television you know i yeah. uh, I love watching TV shows. I love the creativity of it. It's where I, it's where I uh, would have liked, would like to end up is television. And so I can watch a great amount of television. But then there's just times when, you know, I got to do something else. I, I have a, I created a garden, which means that like around, around early quarantine when we were shopping and we had, 
like all this food waste. I just take tomato seeds and cucumber seeds and put it out in this big pot that's out by our garage space. And then seedlings just started growing up. And now I have this enormous garden of basil and peppers and tomato plants and cucumbers wow. and things like that. And, and I, and I do, I preen over it like it's my baby. <laughs> I do, I go, I go look at it three or four times a day and water it because yeah. I need to be doing something else. I need to be putting my yeah. energy somewhere else bes besides, oh my God, we're all going to die of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you worry, have you worried about that really a lot? No, I, I, I don't worry about getting it. I don't worry about... I, and therefore, I don't worry about dying from it because I'm taking all the necessary precautions. That's yeah. why. Yeah. However, there are some people who are taking all the necessary precautions who are SOL and have got it anyway. But, you know, I, I, I have to, you know, part of, yeah. part of, you know, my wife, she's, she has, she has mystery illness, you know, I mean, it's, it's not debilitating or anything like that. She can go on about her day, you know, but it's, it's in the rheumatological world, but her, her, uh, immune system is already affected. So if her immune system's affected, then I got to pretend that my immune system is her immune system and, and respond accordingly. So that's yeah. the only reason is that I, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. So that's why I'm not worried about getting it so much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same. I mean, I've, my quarantine time, literally like mostly it's been at this house or I would go to this friend, friends of mine's home and hang out with him. But other than that, that was pretty much it. And then I'd go to the grocery store, um, but I didn't do, you know, I had another friend who he, <laughs> he took advantage of the things that were still open, the places around LA, like surrounding LA. So he'd go way out a couple hours away where towns were, remote towns were still kind of functioning and uh -huh. just tried to, you know, he wasn't worried or whatever. And he just kind of found the places that were still open. And I just, it wasn't that I was scared. I think it was, I just took it as, take this as an opportunity to like, invest in yourself and sure. your your career and so i started just making these videos constantly because i just figured well that's content is money people let people want to see those things and content is a gift to some yeah. people and eventually people are going to run out of things to watch on netflix and hulu and all yeah. the other even though there's more platforms just bursting every you know every month every week but that doesn't mean that the content you you create isn't isn't of any less value, uh, right. especially to yourself. Somebody is enjoying it, so yeah. why not why not keep cranking it out? Uh, I don't have many listeners of this podcast, but that doesn't stop me from wanting to talk to people and wanting to help highlight your work. Yeah, because because here is a chance and opportunity for you to talk, be frank kind of let your guard down, let people get to know you beyond what it is you're trying to do, but who also you're, you're trying to be or who you are in that, in that yeah. regard. So I, yeah, that's so, true. so why not, 
you know there's there's plenty there's plenty to do you know I know of so many people who had nine to five jobs who had no time for themselves who had no time there for their family and now they have no excuse (laughs) (laughs) to not have time for themselves or for their family this is this is a time where Marie Kondo comes in uh the best because people could actually people are forced to look at their shit because they can't go anywhere else and yeah. so they got to find out if any of this shit around them is sparking any joy whatsoever yeah honest honestly that might be the most challenging thing is um creating a, a schedule keeping a schedule um because literally now i feel like as creative people we're all kind of you know, unless you're a voiceover only, but I mean, if you were a performer, you know, or commercial worker or like a, a commercial actor or a TV actor or whatever, like you can't do any of those things. So you literally have to create a new a schedule for yourself while we're waiting, while we're evolving, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a very interesting time. I, I was reading a comics uh, Twitter the other day and he was saying that he he was saying why why are there people who are angry I understand anger he he specified but he said for the people who are having trouble following the rules like wearing their masks out in public why why all this anger and no fascination as to what's going on um, very fascinated about the times. Yes, watching the news is is like it is detrimental to your mental health, and yeah. you gotta check in once in a while. But there's so much fascinating things happening. Uh, mm. uh, it, it, protesting couldn't have happened at a better time when no one had anything better to do, but then to actually focus on a problem that has been going on for a while and put yeah. some energy to it. So yeah, exactly. it's fascinating that that all these things have happened along the way. It's been it's been an event-filled year for someone to be asked to stay inside and do nothing. Boy, there sure as hell been a lot going on during yeah. this time. And, so much. Yeah. And I understand money you know, I understand people, we need money, we need money to survive because, you know, the economy's not going to stop. No matter, we're the economy, so if we stop, the the economy does sort of stop, but we still need, we still need things. I'm just grateful that I finally was able to get um, the unemployment and the pandemic money. I I started getting that just this week, but um, it was from, let's see, it's July now, so I got it starting like beginning middle middle of june i think is when i started collecting it or beginning of june so i think although i just let's see it was let me think about this now how many it's been four four weeks of time that i've got back paid so let's see 600 times four yeah it was probably about three or four weeks so that's good um and hopefully that'll continue because for people like i mean i have some money coming in for my business of course but it's definitely it's just different because there's not as many opportunities to get money right now um so what's next then so still gonna make some music videos yes so 
I have two really good guitarist friends, one from LA, one from Minnesota. Um, the w one from LA, we're going to make an, a jazz, what was the jazz song? He just texted me about it. Simone is his name. He's from, from Italy. He is a cool guy. Oh, we're going to do this song, um, Cry Me a River. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so that's the next one we're going to do. I will say having to do those videos requires every day I put on makeup and look good because <laughs> I want to, I don't want to look bad, you know, cause these are like all over the internet. Sure. So it requires me to look good. Um, so I'm going to do that. Uh, what's all, Oh, the voiceover demos. So now I got to start finding just some scripts from, you know, no namer businesses, you know, not like high, high level businesses yeah. um to get like scripts for to make the demo okay. um there's that um still teaching you know students um oh set my session singing demo once that's completed this week i'm going to send it off to a couple of uh vocal contractors because now i've made it industry standard it was way too long before now i've cut it down and added new songs um those are the things that i'm yeah, that are happening. And that those will take most of July to get completed. Like the voiceover demo is going to take July 23rd is my deadline, hopefully. Okay. So. Uh, what are you, what's your, what's your self-care regimen? Are you, have you, have you, is that something you've also gotten back in touch with? Uh, well, I don't do my nails anymore, which I miss, but it does save me a lot of money. So I'm happy about that. Um, <laughs> I do yoga. I actually have been getting back into yoga a little bit just on my own, um, doing stretches and, you know, things that I know, poses. Um, that's really good for my back because I have like kind of lower back problems and neck problems. So that really helps me when I feel good. My body feels good. Then I just, my mental, my mental energy is really good. Um, so I work out. Um, that's a given all the time. I always work out, um, walk, just getting out. I listen to podcasts. Um, you know, I have a few people I really like for podcasts that I just put on for like inspirational, motivational things. Okay. Um, Anybody you want to give a shout out to podcast wise? Um, I like Brendan Burchard. Um, so I love self-help kind of coaching people. Um, I'm a big fan of Brendan Burchard. I listen to Oprah's Super Soul podcast. Um, I also really like Joel Osteen. I know there's a lot of controversy with you know, church pastors, mega church pastors. He's a pastor of Lakewood. Um, but I like his messages cause they're, I, I come from a Christian background. Um, and he has a very positive kind of universal kind of perspective on things. So I, I, I enjoy listening to him. Those are my three podcasts. I also listen to the working singer podcast by Jimmy LaFord. Ooh, uh, sounds fun. The working singer podcast. Yeah. So listen to her. Who else? I think those are my main four I generally listen to. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. I just find myself uh, listening to Mark Maron's WTF podcast because it is, he interviews a lot of performers that I normally probably wouldn't. Well, first it was just all comedians while I was doing stand-up. So it was like, yeah. ooh, I get to hear all of this all of this comedy wisdom, you know, at the same time yeah. while doing doing that. But it seems like that's the only one. I don't even think I listen to my own podcast. I think I do just to, like, hear it back to, yeah. like, for ways that I can tweak it next time. But 
I don't like I won't I won't like oh boy listen listen to that guy interview well oh, he's <laughs> he's really good at what he's doing yeah yeah totally no that makes perfect sense um yeah so those are my self-care I just got my hair colored for the first time in six months that felt very basic color I didn't really go I don't really have to do much thankfully I, I don't need a lot of you know I don't do much with my eyebrows I have white eyebrows so I just pluck them myself. <laughs> I'm low maintenance <laughs> compared to most women, I feel like, which is nice. Um, but yeah, self-care, doing some online shopping here and there. <laughs> a couple new swimsuits for the summer because I was like, I need to go to the, the beach, you know, now that it's, well, Zuma Beach is open, so I've been going there. Oh, it is. I think, Zuma, all, of like, them, I think all of them, I think there has been a closing of them as of today. Oh, really? Like even in Malibu? Uh, yes, I think, uh, yeah, I think Malibu County was included in that. So that would be, <laughs> that would be Zuma. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know if it's can't be on the beach at all or must always be moving along the beach. Like you can sport the bikini and you can do a nice long walk along the beach. <laughs> okay, interesting. Well... I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have to give scout it out and see. It's either that or the apartment complex pool. That is. <laughs> They're all closed though. No. I don't have a complex. I don't have an apapartment complex pool, but the people I know who do, they're all like, yeah, but we can't even use it. They're closed. Oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah. Wow. It's like people could social distance. I mean, yeah, people are smart. And I mean, you think uh, I'm smart enough to Watch do what it. you say. People are smart enough. <laughs> I didn't quite finish that sentence. <laughs> like, people are smart. <laughs> That's where it cuts off. <laughs> it's just it's just hard, I think, for people to uh it's there's so many unknowns with it all. I think that's what you know you know, people's we're we're such creature of habits of hugging and connecting with people you know I think that's the hardest thing right now because if I didn't have a few people to connect with or even just this one person or two people to connect with right now I'd go bonkers because I'm such a people person that is that's the next thing I wanted to ask you uh was what anything anything during this time or like in this last year that you struggle with that you want to be candid about And you probably, don't have to answer that. <laughs> probably just feeling lonely at times because, yeah. um, like, I'm creating my own schedule. Essentially, right now, especially in July here, I don't have as many students. So I have a few people in my calendar. But, like, I'm having to really, like, things are, you know, here in this economy where I'm, where I'm trying to create business, there isn't as much happening. And so... I think that's I think that's mo the most challenging thing is like having to like try things like having to try things and see if they'll be successful like I just I made a voice acting class for young actors um, to teach them how to use their voices um, and I'm having to learn to market that because you know people aren't necessarily like going out I don't know it, it seems like the market people aren't as inclined to like buy or you know do thing do things right now as much they are but they aren't so it's just a matter of finding the right people but so right now you know I think the hardest thing the last few months has been 
everybody's so not busy. Yeah. But I feel like, and and some people have been easy to get a hold of, but I also feel like there's been a lot of disconnect with people where it's like, you'd think, you know, you're at home all the time. You'd think that it'd be easier to connect with them. But then I'm like, oh yeah, either they are a fear, fearful or there's, you know, there's so many things happening around us that they're not even cognizant of they're, they're just they're consumed with their own self and their own problems with that you know so even and if they're the there other, they're not really there you know it's, yeah. yeah um and so yeah i think that might be the hardest thing is like just dealing with all these different emotions of people and for me to be honest with you i don't have a ton of emotion with it i'm not like scared um and i'm not i just I, I have kind of a fearless mentality of life in general, I think, which has served me well. I'm sure at times I come off naive, but I just kind of go, well, just do what I can and whatever happens, you know, deal yeah. with the consequences, you know, that's just what happens. Yeah. I can't worry about something coming on me or things happening because I have, I have, that will only like make me imprisoned, you know, I have to just keep going. I, I've, uh, I've, I don't know, it's a weird it's weird to get to this mindset, but the the less control you release from things, because we will sort of hold on to thinking that we can control this life and we can sort of con we can control it, but really it's navigating it because we're not in control. But I've never felt I've never felt more at peace and more confident by telling myself that hey, you're not in control. <laughs> yeah. I've never been more confident in knowing that I wasn't in control than, than when I was trying to manipulate everything and make everything work. And, and even down to controlling the way somebody felt about me, you know, doing, doing that much legwork. And releasing yourself from that control has, uh, well, just... I don't, I don't hurt as much. I don't, I don't need to work as hard. I don't need to be in control uh, because there's so many factors that can change an individual's life, not, not even what's happening on a group, on a, on a group scale right now, but yeah. there's, there's so much. I mean, all you can do is just make the best decisions for yourself. The decisions you can make. Yeah, it's so true. There, Yeah, there is so much that we don't have control over. And sometimes I felt like a zombie, to be honest, during this time. Because literally, it's just whatever the government is telling us to do. And yet, they don't know that much. Or we don't know if they know that much. <laughs> um, and so, there's so much. There's so many unknowns. And, and that's been the hard thing, though, for me, though. Because I don't like to be controlled. I like to just do my own thing. Yeah. But like you're saying... At the end of the day, there's always checks and balances. Like we have the we had the freedom before because of our government, because of our you know the country that we live in. We have a lot of opportunity. We have a lot of cushion here. Like yeah. the fact that we can get unemployment. I mean, we. I feel like overall, it's we have the ability to be to really follow our dreams compared to a lot of other places. Still, even yeah. even in the condition this place is in right now. 
we do. There is probably more possibility. I don't know. When there's more possibilities, when you open the possibilities for more people, then more possibilities come. I mean, there's not there's not a limit to any of that. And yeah. you know, I think the only thing that you really have control of is your own thoughts. So you can decide you can decide how how you respond to bad good stimulus or whatever happens to you your response is the only thing you have control of and and the millions of terrible thoughts you have about yourself and other people during the day before you even walk out the door you know it's like yeah <laughs> getting getting those under you know i, I and you can't even say out of under control it's just letting go of some of that stuff yeah yeah I've that's never... so true yeah so yeah, overall though, I think mentally I'm doing pretty well now. There was, I think during the whole like riots, pro, that was really quite scary to be honest. Um, and it's not really over in that sense, the riots, the protests are great, um, but everything else that was happening really was scary to me. I've never felt scared until, for my own life until that point when that when that, all that stuff happened. Um, and, I kind of kept silent because I just hadn't, there was, it was all mixed together. The good and the bad were all mixed together. And it was very, it's been and has been somewhat confusing. Now it's settling a little bit, although there's protests in Minneapolis happening right now again, I think, which is fine. I'm, I'm, I don't know if there's any riots, but anyway, they're starting back up for, I don't know why I haven't really researched it, but that's been the hardest thing is I think there's been so much, you know, we're at home. And so like, there's constant things happening. And I think that's been the hardest thing mentally is to stay like, to not freak out or like, I'm like, okay, I need to focus still on, I can only do so much, you know? Yeah. We only have so much control over what's happening. Yeah. You know, and I get it. There's certain people that are just like, yeah, you can do this. You can do this. You can sign this. You can sign that. And good. I did. I did what I could, but I mentally, I was getting really like stressed and, I wasn't in a good place because I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was helping anybody if I'm not in a good place, you know? Understood. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's not, you know, it's, great thing about living in a, in a democracy is that it's more about self-policing than policing each other. So, you know, yeah. you can only do so much and you can't really worry about what other people are <laughs> are yeah. keeping tabs on you uh, to see if you are doing enough. Uh, yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't help either. You know, I saw a lot of people get preoccupied with that during that. Yes. And, that, and that's that just funny. that is not my default to do that. My default is not to start looking at others and looking at what they're not doing. As to all I have is just a, my own self checks and balances. So yeah, I think that's what was getting scary for me is just the uh, some some reactionary behaviors but it only happened with a handful of people so it wasn't like something I was very worried about and uh, also this time has felt like a big game of attacker attacker defender where yeah. where you're in a big group of people and uh, the direction is you mentally pick somebody that 
is going to defend you and uh, some person that you are going to attack and nobody knows who that is. So we're constantly trying to use other people as a buffer between other crazy people or or just trying to get away from, from this crazy time. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think that's that's pretty much sums up my own thoughts with with it all. I just I I've learned through my time as an adult and even I grew up in a church, Christian church and um you know, there are so many varying beliefs in the Christian faith and like if I would see so many churches, they would all be fighting with each other. Like they would they would get these just stupid silly arguments about baptism or <laughs> I mean just things that are like really like how do we really even know why are you worrying so much about that like don't you love each other I mean you both kind of believe similar you both love you know your neighbor as yourself love God you know what what else more what what more is there you know why do we have to get caught up with all these things that we don't really know for sure because the only way to differentiate one religion from the other is human procedure within that religion is the ceremony within which is a bunch of made up nonsense it's made up it is yeah. absolutely made up. It's just, it is yeah. just, it is, it is tradition piled on top of tradition, piled on top of tradition, and then something offshoots taking some of these traditions and then piling up. It's, it's, yeah. talk about a boondoggle. I think you can have any belief in any higher power that you want. Yeah. I don't need stone walls and tapestries and music to drive the point home yeah exactly so that's sort of how when i saw this all happening with riots and people people just getting mad at each other i was like it's good to educate yourself for sure and there was that but on the other end i saw a lot of people accusing and that that was what was hard for me because i'm like nobody really you can't really judge somebody you know you don't you don't know you don't know what people's background you don't know I'm just, I'm just a hippie. I think I am a hippie in the sense that I have one rule, love, love others. Like you want to be loved. And it's like that easy. It's, you know, follow your, follow, follow what you know to do. And it's not going to be like everybody. I mean, not everybody has to believe exactly the same. If that was the case, then our lives would be so boring. Like I don't agree with my family on a lot of things. I don't agree with my friends on a lot of things. And, you know, sometimes I change my mind. Like, They'll be like, didn't you believe that like a couple years ago? And I'll be like, yeah, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah that was a couple of years ago. I changed my mind. I, yeah. Evidence okay presented itself that was compelling enough for me to change my mind. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing what, what you can do just by waking up one morning and deciding to do or to not do, to yeah. believe or to not believe in something. Yeah, <laughs> and that's people, why we are alive. We're people gonna are astounded by that. People are astounded that no, you have to go through a rigorous, uh, a, a rigorous set of events that that bring you to the lowest point of your life before you decide to change your mind. Yeah, not, no. maybe for you. I've, I've changed so much, honestly. I was a, I was a hardcore, you know, evangelical Christian, and I'm not knocking that at all because. I had my own, my own journey. And I'm just saying like from a, I just have evolved. So let's just put it that way in many ways. And I'm happy with where I've come. I'm sure in 10 years, I'll look back at my 35 year old self and go, Ooh, you didn't know a lot of things, (laughs) but (laughs) 
you know, that's just, that's just what it'll be. You know, that's, that's why if we still, you know, if we're still alive, then we hopefully are, we're growing and learning and, you know, and like I said, honestly, I have people that don't agree with me on a lot of things, but we are actually really good friends. Um, and honestly, I don't think I'm the type, I, I like to sort of be autonomous, you know, not always having to be around people who are like me because I like to grow and think and figure things out and see people, you know, see how people do things different than me. It, it, it makes me come alive. I, I get bored with things that are similar to me, you know? Yeah, eventually. Unless it's something I really like and that I'm yeah. willing to get bored with it all the time. But Like you and, and Daphne are probably similar or different in some ways, obviously. Sure, yeah, of course she is. She's way smarter than I am. So, I mean, that's what, you know, that I get off on learning new things and she knows stuff. <laughs> that's yeah. for, for me, you know, that's... Uh, oh, Daphne. That, Why do we say Daphne? I meant Daphne. I'm yeah, sorry. It is. Yeah, I know. Uh, thank you for uh, correcting yourself. Really, you know, Daphne. Like, that's like Daphne from Lo Looney Tunes? Her, her name is a whole conversation, you know, her... <laughs> and you know what? She should just go by one name. I keep on telling her, you should like, you should just go by... Uh, you know, like Madonna or Bono or Sting yeah. or, or Gaga, you know, you're just Fafni. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a, that's a artistic name. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. She's an artistic person. She has that artistic side to her too, but, but she's yeah. just, she's just smarter than me. You know, that's what I, that is. Did she get a, has she had any jobs since I know she was looking for work before? Uh, something something's coming down the pike i don't know okay. it, it's just it's all just it's all out in the open right now um, yeah but uh we'll see i i think it's all going to work out everything oh. is going to work out yes until the sun explodes and engulfs us in its fiery rays something is going to work out yes i, I try and keep a positive i try and keep as positive outlook as possible and try and be pragmatic about all of it totally well because honestly that's what i found to be true in my life when i just focus on what i can do i feel like things work out i mean whether it's a guy struggling with you know what's going to happen with the guy for some odd reason things just work out you know They'll work out. Everything works out for the best. It, it might not be your best, but it's yeah. <laughs> it is for the best. You know, some things sometimes things just get out of your way. You know, and but it's it's all about. I think we covered it. Changing your mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's so easy. It's just the easiest thing to do, and I didn't realize how easy it was until a few years ago. You know, I I think yeah. that's where. And you're always going to grow. It doesn't matter if it was just a few years ago. It, you know, still. You said you said a word. What was the word? You said instead of looking at this time, bewildered or scared, you like you said excited or fascinated. What, fascinated. Okay, fascinated. I like that. And that is not so much like you know, boyish girlish wonder, like everything just looking like wide eyed, like it's yeah. the first time you've seen it, but just fascinating, fascinated by how much is exploding during during just this year just this just this trip around the sun alone uh and what has 
what has come back, what has transpired, you know, less cars are on the road, so the air is cleaner, uh, less people are polluting the water, so the water is cleaner, less people yeah. are at the parks, so, so natural uh, beasts and predators are returning to those areas because we're not there, you know, so sometimes it, the fascinating part for me is is that when we get out of the way of the world working, the world can can actually heal itself. We can we can see the capacity of of the planet around us. And yeah, I would hope it would uh, bring us into focus on how we treat the planet, and uh, but oh, not right. be an example that oh we can treat the planet however we want if we just stop it'll 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 fix itself. But that's the truth. If we just stop and just look around and just take a moment yeah that's it's it's a big moment but it's necessary for everybody and some people get it some people don't some people yeah some people are put out by it some people are like you mean i don't have to touch anybody for a few months sign me up (laughs) which is so opposite of me i'm like i can't have interaction with people oh yeah you know I would yes, I would love to be I, I would love to be hugging people right now. I'd love yeah. to be hugging you. I would love to be I mean, I love that I get to hug my wife all the time, so I'm glad that right. I have somebody to hug. But right. but I I'm I, I think that, that that connection is important. But yeah. some people are making some people are doing just fine during this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a lot of them if they have animals that might help. Yeah. That's another thing. Boy, people and their animals it's great it's it's great it's just interesting to me yeah you know people but it's 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 something to it's another story but like yeah you you know you just i felt i find that sometimes people are so attached to their animal that they don't even want a person yeah sometimes they've just decided that people suck and animals (laughs) don't that's for sure they're always gonna animals say yes don't talk back and uh yeah. and all they do you know dogs all they do is give unconditional love and sometimes yeah. that's all people need and you know it, it, unless people know how to ask for that and have asked for it and not got it or some people don't know how to communicate that in their lives and that's why yeah. you know yeah they write humans off we got a couple of cats you know they're entertaining yeah. one place fetch which with its own balls of fur, which I think is weird, but you know, we brush these cats, get all this fur off of them, and then I roll little balls of it, and then the other cat just plays fetch with it for a good hour, a night. Oh my gosh! So that's entertaining. Uh, yeah, at least you know it's it's and that's another thing I get to. All the animals I've had in my life, I've made some sort of connection with. So that's another thing is that you just. Yeah. Sometimes you just make a connection with animals that you don't make with humans, and that's that. Totally. Yeah, that's so, so true. So, well, uh, how can people find you if they want to come see your wonderful videos? Where do you want to direct people? Um, you can go to my Instagram for sure, which is Brianna underscore Lynn. Um, you can, I have two Instagrams, one for my performing, which is that, and then one for my studio, which is my teaching. The, 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 the studio one is Brianna underscore 
Lynn underscore studios. Okay. So similar name, except add studios in there with underscores. Um, otherwise I have a website too. You can go to briannalynn.com so you can learn more about what I do and you'll see my vocal demo on there. Um, and a commercial, commercial reel for, um, voice for a spokesperson and soon my voiceover reel will be on there. <laughs> oh, perfect. And my updated singing reel. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for uh, chatting with uh, me. This is a good talk, boy. We this of is we did. We really talked. We got candid. We got we yes. told people how we felt about things. Yes, really. this is good context. This is great. And yeah, I'm glad to get to talk with you and find out more about what you're doing. You're staying good and busy, and I think that's all you can do. You know? Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank Fun to. Fun to see you again. Um, let me know when you're going to put this up on the tube, too. Oh, it'll be really, really soon. Another exciting episode in the can. That was a good talk. That was really a good talk. What did we get from that conversation? Contact me. Let me know what you got from it. You're going to get something from it. I think that's one thing that we talked about heartily today is that being an artist is not an easy task it is often bigger than a nine-to-five job and the use of talent is everywhere so think twice about asking your artist friend to do something for free the next time you need something done that seems out of your creative depth our time is valuable and artists are everywhere. Like I said, even the voiceover of the bus person to get off at the stop on your metro station is a voice actor. Uh, the signage that's made throughout the underground and the mass transit system itself is made by a graphic artist. Somebody got paid for their time. Uh, so just notice that art is everywhere. You want a job in the future? Tap into your creativity. That's what I think. And again, go to velvettom.com for all things Velvet Tom, including the most up-to-date episode of Bad Timing with Velvet Tom on the website. Right there on the homepage, you can also find... Uh, portals to my Instagram, to my Facebook, and most importantly, my YouTube channel. I have dozens of clips over there that are just waiting for eyeballs to see them. So check those out too, folks. All right. Well, you know what? Continue having a great holiday weekend. Have a great summer. We'll be seeing you in a week. And stay velvet.